1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Three
3: nights in a row. Here we go. Let me get a, let me get a, yeah, let's get it. It's a five-hour KM to AM, three out of five. What a week. Halfway through the week, Wednesday, happy Wednesday to everybody, Wednesday night, and there's no football, no Nets game, so you got me. Womp, womp, womp. I'm just kidding. I know somebody's excited. I know I'm somebody's favorite. I know somebody can't wait to hear what I'm going to say. And I can't wait for you to hear what my friends have to say. We've got some guests coming on tonight, so I'll start with that. I've been working hard on trying to book some other voices so you don't have to listen to just me. Coming up very soon, the legendary Tony Page. Yeah, you guys remember TP, Tony Page, from the fan overnights. Former Met, my guy, Wreck, Anthony Wrecker. He'll dial in in a little bit. And my other guy from MLB Network, Xavier Scruggs. So we got two former MLB players who I worked with at MLB Network joining me. Friends of mine that I respect a ton. And uh, it's going to be a baseball night. And then when we get later into the night, we got to talk about the Knicks. And tomorrow the Nets play in Paris. So Jonathan Von Tobel coming through to talk a little bit of NBA. And I want to talk to you. So KM to AM and friends, my friends. Dalla 877-337-6666. Don't bury the lead again. The lead last night was go New York. Go New York go. <laughs> and that was for the Knicks. Now it's oh New York. Oh New York. No. No. No, it's not King Cohen. It's King Stearns. Mets World. I mean, did you guys watch Harrison Bader? and Severino get introduced over Zoom, like Juan Soto got introduced over Zoom, and people were like, oh, how are you going to introduce Juan Soto over Zoom? We traded for him. He's a rental. Your big free agent signings of this offseason, like, they're literally your big free agent signings because last night when I was on, we saw a report from Andy Martino that the Mets only have $10 million left to spend. I, I don't want to believe that. <laughs> I think that's cap. That's a lie. I think that's smoke and mirrors. It, it makes absolutely no sense on January 9th to come out and say you have ten million dollars left, roughly to spend, when you still have holes to fill eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six that that report I saw that and I'm I took some some calls last night we'll talk about it again but for David Stearns to follow it up today and you just heard Loogie talking about it don't patronize me I mean the Met fan right now I know I know there were some Met fans on the uh, fake world of X elon musk machine twitter that were upset with me and what was what was i telling you the last couple weeks don't shoot the messenger someone's got to tell you the truth now you're getting the truth from them from your president of baseball operations yeah you know i we're not going to play the clips because you just heard them for the last hour and a half we'll, we'll play them later in the night for the later audience but you know, i love that our fans want us to sign everybody very tongue-in-cheek a guy that's been here a whole three months you know but he's telling you that it's going to take time and it's going to take smart decision-making and yeah. Who wants to hear that? Who wants to hear that in the middle of Steve Cohen's uh, throw it out, throw out that whole five-year plan, being contenders, going for it, world series, get it out of your mind. The quote was, I love that our fan base wants us to sign everyone out there. We want high expectations. We want our fans passionately engaged we want them to demand excellence, but, but, and I'm throwing the butt in there. He says excellence requires thoughtful, strategic, and wise acquisitions throughout. He's taking his time. He's not in a rush like you, Mets fans. He's getting paid. Paid. Steve Cohen literally said, "Hey, you run the show." Uh, I tried the last three years. I thought I could come in here and buy a World Series, buy a championship. We have failed miserably. You, it's, it's, you're the king. You're the the guy, David King Stearns. No more King Cohen on WFA and call him King Stearns. He's running the show, and he's going to run the show at least to start as if this is Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the land of beer and cheese curds. You guys ever been to Miller Park? You you guys ever see how they function out there? There's nothing like here. (laughs) But he's going to run the show like a small market operation, like a rebuild when the Mets aren't rebuilding. And, you know, the thing that struck me today was the comment about Harrison Bader. And this is something that Yankee fans and Mets fans are going to call 877-337-6666 all night and talk about. Bronxville kid. Jordan Montgomery, who I don't think is going to sign with the Yankees or the Mets. We'll get into that conversation with the options for Snell. And I also saw Dylan Cease is most likely to be retained. And, yeah, I'll give you my thoughts on Marcus Stroman, but... Harrison Bader came over here in a walking boot. He barely played. So to say that this guy's going to regularly play center field for you, the Yankees just tried that and put him on waivers at the end of the year. It's a small percentage chance that that even is something that can be done. He's going to be on the I.L. And Brandon Nimmo's going to be in center. And then what if Nimmo's on the I.L. Like, who's going to be? You're going to call up your, your young prospects? Is that what we're doing this year? We're going to... Get the whole baby Mets up here now that Buck Showalter's out of the way and Mendoza's not going to put up a fight. Yeah, send the baby Mets. Got to see what we got. You know, and even Stern's talking about. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out in spring training. Harrison Bader should be a fourth outfielder. You, you're not. I'm, I'm just telling you, folks. We Yankee fans, we watched him. I seen him live and in person. He is a hell of a glove in center field. Definitely better than Nimmo. He, he's going to save. A, a, a lot of runs outs. he's 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 going to cover center field better than Nimmo. Nimmo does, does a pretty good job, but Bader the way he tracks the ball, the way he squares up the ball is just better than most. But that guy's got to have four at bats, five at bats. If he's playing every day, if that's your starting center fielder, where are you hitting him? And when I think about where you're hitting him, who is the DH if you're only if you're only spending 10 it doesn't make sense. That's what I'm saying, don't believe it. If you're only spending 10 million dollars with a month to go before spring training, who is the DH? You you can't have Harrison Bader in your lineup and then have a rotating DH of ah like, oh, maybe it's Vientos ah oh, maybe we uh, throw Alvarez in the DH spot like I, the Yankees have done that tried to make the DH spot a half rest day rotating guys in the DH but like it, it's it's got to be deflating. Because you have big contracts, Nimmo signed for eight years. Francisco Lindor signed for another eight years. What's going on? I, I really think that David Stearns has come in and he said, "I don't, I don't care about what happened before me." Blank slate. I'm I'm going to approach this the way I want to approach this. Uh, I'm not tied to extending Pete Alonso, which I, more and more that's not getting done. And I'm, I'm going to be on record here: the Yankees will not sign Pete Alonso. With the money that he's looking for from Scott Boris, there's zero chance. The Yankees are not interested. The Yankees rolled out Mike Ford and Jay Bruce and Chris Carter at first base. They are not paying Pete Alonzo what he wants to be paid to play first base. So don't worry about that. Worry about the Cubs. But, man, Matt fans, call me up. 877-337-6666. There's a lot of copium floating around here. There's a lot of people just trying to cope and figure it out. I, I know some Mets fans, are, are, are they're not coping. They're mad. They're upset. They're not mad at me. They're mad at the organization. At least you'll have some dope giveaways. You'll have some good door prizes, but the team's going to most likely be garbage. The team was garbage last year. Luis Severino today, he can't even get the Yankees out of his brain. And it's okay, Sevy. You know, we still got love for you. We understand it didn't work out. I know I've been hard on you. That's because I wanted to win last year, and the Yankees kept rolling you out there, and I hated watching you start games. But even today, he said the New York Yankees in the press conference and had to apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. And he said he thought he was going to die a New York Yankee. No, Yankee fans died watching you pitch for the New York Yankees. It had to end. 877-337-6666. Marcus Stroman. I liked what uh, Evan had to say today about Marcus Stroman, and now Evan is a Cowboys fan. I don't know how to feel about that. How about them Cowboys, Evan? Don't be a mush. Don't bring that Mets, Jets, Nets energy over to the Dallas Cowboys right now. We don't need any of that. But I liked what he had to say about Stroman because we're in lockstep. I don't think Bauer signs on either side of New York. I don't know if Bauer gets back into baseball I joked and said it'll be the Astros who give him a one-year deal for $8 million. but it's funny to see fans say, Bauer, yes, Strowman, no. It is it is actually funny, because I'm up early in the morning, I, I, I get home, I usually can't go to sleep till like 2, and then I'm watching the baby cam, and my son is always up by like 6, 7 in the morning, and... Uh, I don't I don't leave that on my wife to tend to him. If I'm awake, I'm going to go get him and get his bottle and change his diaper. So I'm awake. But then, you know, I'll get to crash later in the day. Um, and I woke up around like 1045 to all the talk about the Yankees being actually serious and the frontrunners to get Marcus Stroman. And after thinking about it and talking about it on Monday, do it. The Yankees aren't above that. Right, Brian Cashman is the one that started the back and forth saying, oh, yeah, he'll be a bullpen guy if that. We're not going to pursue him. And I know if you're a Twitter person like I am, you're probably blocked as a Yankee fan by Marcus Stroman. I don't think that he physically went and did that, but I think that he had someone on his team go block anybody. They probably searched his name. I used to work on social digital teams, you know, scrubbing accounts and and uh, getting people out of, out of the paint. They they went and, and blocked every single person with a negative thing to say. I actually made a Yankees Twitter list years ago with almost 1,000 Yankee fans on Yankees Twitter, and I think he might have just went through there, block, 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 block. I don't care about that. The Yankees need pitching. You mean to tell me you'd rather take the Bay Stars, NPB starter uh, Trevor Bauer over Marcus Stroman, who pitched well for the Cubs, was... In all-star conversations, Cy Young conversations early in the year for the Cubs before he got hurt, like, you guys rather have Trevor Bauer here with people showing up to Yankee Stadium with signs that say he's an abuser and then having this whole narrative of, oh, the Yankees again, Domingo Herman, a this Chapman, now Trevor Bauer. No, 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 no. If Marcus Stroman is interested in being a Yankee, which we know he was, And the Yankees are interested in taking a flyer on him. Show me the contract. Sign him for the low. Get it done. They need pitching. And he's not going to be a one, a two, a three. He's going to be depth. He's going to be a back-end starter, a four, a five. He might be competing with Clark Schmidt. But he's going to compete. I met the young man in 2014 before he got on his high horse, before he got the bag, before he was a Met, before he was a Cub. And he was just quiet and humble. And he pitched for the Toronto Blue Jays. So he's pitched in the AL East. And I do not care about his record at Yankee Stadium and his ERA at Yankee Stadium. He won't be facing Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. He'll be on their team. 877-337-6666. That's the main conversation. I know you guys want to talk about Wink Martindale, but the last two nights I've been telling you, who cares, yo? Who cares? It's done. What's done is done. What's done is done. He didn't want to be here. They didn't want him to be here. It's just... What do you expect? There's emotions, It's football. If he goes to the Eagles, he goes to the Eagles. You deal with that later. And speaking of football, man, it, I guess it's Black Wednesday. Pete Carroll's out now. <laughs> Pete Carroll's out. And last night I was talking about Mike Vrabel, and I don't know if you guys saw the owner of the Titans and what she had to say. We'll get into the weeds on that stuff later. But now the Titans have requested to interview Antonio Pierce. And I'm like, no, 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 he's either a Raider or a Giant. But then I saw Nick Saban retired. And I'm like, man, look look where we're at. The NIL deals, the transfer portal, the social media, and watching Jalen Milrow play quarterback. He just hung it up. I'm done. Nick, they're gonna expand the college football playoff to 12 teams. Don't hang it up. You can get another one. He's got six championships with Alabama, seven total. Like got another like got other um another one with LSU. You could go get another one with Bama. Nah, he's had enough. This is not the landscape that he wants to coach in. It is the wild, wild west in college football. So we'll get into all of it. Yankees talk, Mets talk. I want to hear from the Mets fan. And I know I'm not the guy that Mets fans really want to hear it from, but you understand where I was going with all this when I was saying, <laughs> Craig Counsel, Yamamoto, Carlos Mendoza, Luis Severino, Harrison Bader. Like, It's just a clear philosophy change. It is not King Cohen running the show anymore he hired someone to run his show it is king stern show now and you just got to sit back and hope that they have a uh jeff mcneil bobblehead in a blue ford bronco 877-337-6666 keep mcpherson on the fan we've got four guests coming up taking your calls all night till 12 midnight let's take this break so we can come
1: right back You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. Let's get right to it. You know what we're about to do. 87.7, 33.7, 66.66. KM to AM on the fan. And shout out to the people that call when I do my Open. And before I'm done, I got a full rack of calls. We've got guests. We've got plenty to talk about. So much happened between last night and today. I feel like the time passed from the end of my show last night to right now. So, Without further ado, Josh is up there in the Bronx. You know that. Go,
0: Josh. Keith, thank you for letting me lead off. Because I want to say that David Stearns, man, he sounds like, Brady Van Wagen, who even, what, Brody. you got
2: SNY, you need <laughs> a Zoom Brody. <laughs> call,
0: you need a Zoom call to have, a, you got SNY, and another thing, only $10 million to spend, let me tell you something, Peter is going to have quite a year that um, Aaron Judge had a couple of years ago. When Prove he it year, paid bet on he himself year, yep. And I'm gonna tell you, like you said, the price is going up, bro. Thank you for taking my call. You and Connor Green are right on, man. Thank you.
3: Thank you. I mean, Josh, you know, you guys hear Josh every night. Josh got the Dick Vitale voice. And uh, for the Mets fans, like, don't you, don't you want to like your new president of baseball operations? And I, I hear people talking about him like he's not from around here. Didn't? Isn't he from here? Isn't he a New Yorker? Didn't he grow up a Mets fan? I don't know, man. New York, New York. We're just searching, hoping. Uh, I just keep hearing calls. Well, at least we have the Knicks. Stan is in Westport, Connecticut. Stan, the man on the fan.
0: Hey, Keith. Happy New Year. And especially to uh, the little one and your wife. First Christmas, first New Year. It was
3: amazing. I I I I remember those days. Yeah, thank you.
0: When I played against Monmouth. That's why I have a soft spot for you. Oh, where'd where'd you play? Wagner.
3: <laughs> Wagner. Yeah. What's Wagner? The uh, Seawolves? Uh, the Seahawks. Seahawks, I think. The yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, yeah.
0: Are... We had some battles. Stony Brook. We had some, we had some uh, Stony Brook. Oh, all the schools. CW Post back in the day. That yeah, was another, they were good.
3: Albany, CW Central post Connecticut. Like
0: in the seventies, they were like a national power.
3: Yeah, I think they played. I think they don't. They don't even play D one anymore. CW closed no. now. I think they play like Division no, three they're po- po- post football now.
0: They're, they let they they dropped the CW. But uh, hey, I just wanted to say first of all, just a real quick baseball before my Giants thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know I'm a Red Sox fan, but I respect the Yankees, and I like both. He, you know, I like if they're not playing me, I'm okay with the Mets doing okay. Here's the thing. Bader, like you just pointed out brilliantly, I think, how he's a very good defensive player. But people forget this. When Aaron Judge was down, Bader was the force. He yeah. carried them with the bat.
3: Yeah. He the literally most, did. The most impact player. When, when Judge went down, we were counting on Bader to hit a double, to hit a home Absolutely. run. Yeah, to, to be the spark be club.
0: All-star. He could be an all-star player. He's got that ability. you know. It but it's going to be but- a
3: plantar fasciitis, a hamstring a uh, concussion, <laughs> the way he plays the outfield, he's going to run into the wall. He's going to slide. He, he, he's like my man Tyrod.
0: He got hurt, what, three times in the last game, but he's got ability.
3: <laughs> yeah, but he, you don't want well, your
0: center fielder to be compared to a football player. No, that's true. But, you know, the, I'm just talking about the injury proneness. Here's, here's the
3: thing with Harrison Bader. I, I met his mom, I met his uncle, and I, and I, I sang his praises for his – ability in center field, but he he just left us wanting. He left us wanting more. And when the Yankees needed him most, in that nine-game losing streak, he was running into outs. He was striking out. He had nothing when we needed him to actually be a primetime player. We expected that from the postseason, right? Because two years ago in the postseason,
0: he's the only guy that could hit. You've been around baseball long enough to know it's streaky. That's just what happens. You know? Look at A Rod, one of the really truly great players yeah. of all time with the bat, but he couldn't do it in the playoffs. Yeah, it's guys just one go of those cold. things.
3: Guys slump. But if, right, if, but if, but Stearns is saying this is he's going to play regularly, this is your everyday center fielder.
0: Well, I know, but what is he supposed to say at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, especially with I the guy mean, on the know.
3: call. So it's just words Listen for to now. To me,
0: he sounded pretty okay, Stearns. I mean, I didn't hear the whole thing, but he sounded like he knew what he was talking about. No, he I'm does. Saying, he's
3: a smart guy, but he also's got to learn the Met fan base and how to play them, how to say what they want to hear. It's a it's it's a learning process
0: you got to have billionaire expectations, but reality of uh, the game. Falling on a budget now. There's a little (laughs) bit of an allowance now.
3: Daddy Warbucks and Stearns is handing out the allowance.
0: That's right. That's right. He's trying to show the boss he can save. But listen, real quick, on the Giants, this whole fiasco, which is what it is, is, is really embarrassing, I think, to the organization. I'm a longtime Giants fan. Here's the thing. I'm no fan of Dable or Shane wink as well. They all failed this yeah. year. They failed miserably, and I'll tell you why. Shane, he was the primary mover for signing Daniel Jones to 140 million. Crazy. Not only is Daniel Jones mediocre at best, and I'm a Giants fan, he is injury prone. He had a he had a career threatening injury. So that Shane Even the injury to Jones is on Shane for that kind of money, especially when you're trying to stiff Saquon. Saquon's going to leave. He's probably going to go to the Cowboys, of all people, and light it up, and he'll be in the Pro Bowl, and we'll be watching We can only
3: dream. We can only dream. (laughs) That's what's going to (laughs) happen.
0: And he was really true. And the Giants are supposed to be loyal to the guys that are loyal to them. That's what bothers me. Okay. Second thing about Dayball. Okay. I'll give you some numbers. 0, 3, 6, 6, 7, 10, 10, 12. You know what that is? That's the scoring in multiple games from worst to mediocre. They were terrible. Dable's responsible for the offense, right? Yeah. 100%. What happened? The O line holding false starts. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous the number of penalties they had. They were completely unprepared on that side of the ball. Did Wink's defense do well? No. Can they tackle fundamentally? No. But Stable's as responsible for this debacle season as anyone on the field. That's my opinion.
3: Great call, Stan. And I have nothing to add because right now, here comes TP, my guy, Tony Page, back on the fan. What's up, Tony?
2: much my brother
3: how are you Keith? I'm good so good to hear your voice and uh, I'm sure there's some people out there that you know just love anytime I bring you back on. I know people love when I bring Steve Summers back on and you guys paved the way. You guys are the OGs so you you know I always love to have you guys tap back in. How you doing tonight?
4: I'm doing fine anytime you need me I'm around.
3: So you hear the conversation about the Mets and Steve Cohen and David Stearns, and I I know you're keeping a watchful eye on uh, the headlines and what's going on here, and I just feel like it's a complete philosophy change, a 180. It's like, wait, I thought we were in the big money era. I thought we were in the era of getting whoever we want. When the winner comes, free agency comes, we're getting everybody. Now they're telling you, we only got $10 million left to spend, and hey, I I get that the fans want everybody, but uh, this is going to be a process. What do you think about that?
4: I'm, first of all, I'm just amazed at the Dodgers because I guess the printing press that used to be in the Bronx is now out in L.A. because they're, they're just printing money and signing everybody. And I think you and I mentioned you know, what the, the Mets couldn't use, say Oscar Hernandez. Jeez, yeah, we
3: talked about that.
4: It's, <laughs> it's, it's, to me, it's, it's. I'm not that optimistic about New York baseball this year because it just seems like a hodgepodge. Like they're waiting for something else to happen. It's like. When teams have, a, like in the NBA, they have a whole bunch of first-round draft picks, but they don't use them. So what was the point? It's like, I'm not, I always said for baseball, you got to give me 40 games to see what the team's got. I might have to raise that a bit because I'm, I'm not happy with any of the moves. Because I'm still, they still should have kept Saul Walter. And that that, that that to me was, they just never got rid of him. That, 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 was, the, that, was, that the was the first
3: move under King Stearns. And I didn't like how that was done. I'm like, come on, this is a guy who is respected throughout baseball. And this was most likely his last go at it. This was his last chance to be a manager. And the, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I felt sick to my stomach being a Yankee fan. Uh, Buck was obviously our manager and on the Yes Network. I never actually met Buck, but like what I always said about Buck is he sees the game differently than anybody. When I hear him talk about baseball, he says things and picks up on things that other guys just don't. I felt like there were Mets, specifically Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor, that liked him. And uh, to to show him the door in that fashion because it's Yep, it's it's David Stern's era. Like, that was the first thing. And then you replace him with the Yankees bench coach, Carlos Mendoza, who's never managed a game. He's he's just uh, managed in spot duty because Aaron Boone gets tossed 10 times a year and he's got to step up and do that. So I, I felt like that started things off on the wrong foot.
4: There was no no respect whatsoever. I've, I've been lucky enough that I, I, I talked to Buck in his office when he was a, a Yankee manager, and then I – and did a piece on the, the Mets clubhouse boss uh, Scott Keltner, during the summer, uh, and got to talk to Buck and catch up with some things. And I always thought he was a class act. If I had any any athletic skill, I would have loved to play for him because he just he knows the game, and, and the Mets owed him some a little bit of respect. But I think that's that's kind of fleeting in New York these days.
3: Yeah, there isn't. You're you're 100 correct. There is no respect now. There is no patience now. There is no courtesy now. It's my way or the highway, and I don't blame Buck Showalter for the team last year, for the 75-win Met team last year. We know there was a lot of issues and a lot of problems just with who was on the team. You blame Billy Epler, and we know that there were some decisions that were forced on Buck, but now that's in the past. Let's fast forward to you know where we are now. Uh, there's this narrative that myself, as a Yankee fan, I've definitely pushed. I've heard uh, Evan and Tiki and these guys laugh about it. There's a strategy being employed here. Okay, we'll get Carlos Mendoza who has been in New York with the Yankees as the Yankees bench coach, um, will get Luis Severino, Harrison Bader, and now they're even thinking about bringing in Wandy Peralta. And I think that's because these are guys that uh, Mendy has a relationship with, and they clearly are looking at the criteria. Can they play in New York? Can they handle New York? But like these are guys that are Yankees cast-offs. These are guys that the Yankees don't want. So how do you think it's going to work out on the other side?
4: It's not so much that they can play you know they can handle New York. And the, the question is, can they handle 162 games? I don't. You know Severino. What you know? What's the over under? Who gets hurt first? Him or or or, or Gio Stanton. You know when is ba- <laughs> when is Baden to pull a hamstring you know it, it's like th- that's when you get older these things happen over and over again is you know no one plays 162 games because oh lord we can't have that we've got to manage we got to have the load management thing but you're getting cast off and, and you're and you're getting guys who have been injured and seriously injured so when anybody starts getting hurt in, in April or May I'm, I'm not going to be surprised at all
3: yeah the Rangers those guys played every day the Braves played every day Marcus Simeon played every single game of the regular season and the postseason. So there are some teams and some guys that have a formula to make sure that they're out there every day. It just seems, you know, definitely with the Yankees, they got a scheduled rest period, and they, they, they lead the league in IL trips. So I don't know why anybody would want to pick up their cast-offs because you're just going to get more of the same. Um, yeah, I'm,
4: I'm I'm spoiled because I'm showing my age because I remember Kofax and Dreisler and Gibson, and people like to hear that over and over again. But the fact of the matter is, they were dependable for nine innings. When we watched Jacob DeGrom in his prime here in New York and Garrett Cole, God bless him, he won a Cy Young, they are two of the greatest seven-inning pitchers I've ever seen in my life. Let me see you get to nine. They can't. And that's what happens every year to these teams. These guys go seven innings, and then the bullpen's burned out by the the end of the year. You get into the postseason, and now you're asking the starters to go eight, eight and a third, where they haven't done it all year, and the bullpen's burned out, and then what? These guys – if I was a starting pitcher today, I said, you take me out, you're going to have to drag me out. Don't give me that third time through the order. Just let me do my thing. If I guess if Koufax came up today, they'd make him a closer. <laughs> I mean, one, we, one, one inning and sit down. <laughs> These guys God, are unicorns God forbid, now. God forbid, a, God forbid there's a man on base when you bring somebody in.
3: <laughs> no, yeah, no, I can't wait for baseball to start. Now we're getting into the conversation <laughs> that we always have on the fan. I feel like I've had a bunch of calls like that. But, you know, you, you mentioned the bullpen, and, okay, for the Mets last night, a report comes out from Andy Martino that the Mets have roughly $10 million to spend the rest of this offseason, and they're going to apply that to the bullpen and get a couple relief pitchers. Well, you better, if your starting rotation is uh, Kodai Senga, Quintana, Hauser, uh, Severino, Manaya you better have a bullpen ready to go, especially like with you said, nobody goes eight, nine innings. Like, if Cole gets a complete game, Man we're acting like he threw a perfect game, and he's one of the only guys that can do it. What do you think about this uh, this budget? What do you think about? Um, even I, I don't I want to say it's not real. I want to say it's like Stearns putting this out there because they do have a high payroll with all the guys that they're paying that aren't playing for the Mets, but it can't be real on January 9th for you to tell your fan base, we're done. We got 10 million left to spend. We're going to get a couple relievers. And you already signed a bunch of random Andre Scrub type players for the bullpen.
4: Like like I just said a little while ago, I guess Uncle Steve's money isn't as deep as we thought it was because if if you couldn't see the the the, the upside of getting Teoscar Hernandez, Hernandez. don't say he's the greatest ball player of all time, but he put up 20 home runs and 93 RBI. And somebody I saw on TV said, "Well, he strikes out a lot. Everybody strikes out. It's still 20 homers and 93." They need a bat.
3: uh, They need another bat, Tony. They need so they need like when I look at this Mets lineup, I'm like, okay. If, uh, like some, I think SNY just put it out there with Mark Vientos as the DH, and they they need another bat. And you and I were talking about the Dodgers, right? And I say the Dodgers are always trying to improve their team. They spend well, look,
4: money. Look at, look at the this is the best part. Well, you're going to owe us ninety-seven million trillion billion dollars in luxury tax. Okay, who do I make a check out to? They don't <laughs> the They don't care. The Yankees now. All of a sudden, the Yankees are going to stir in a stir budget. They're not going to. They're not going to spend any money because now both New York teams, to me, they seem like. Next year is really going to be, not, not 2024, 2025, that's going to be our year. That's hard to sell to people who you expect them to come out there and buy tickets and hot dogs and park the car and all that.
3: Yeah, and, and it's it's changing, right? With down years for the Mets and the Yankees, I mean, we saw Otani wasn't interested in either one. We saw Yamamoto play both the Yankees and the Mets and go to the Dodgers. And something I've been saying is, you know, the, the Mets have to build a winner. A lot of us have been saying that because, uh, there are Mets fans that seem to think next year they're going to get Juan Soto just because Steve Cohen can give him the, the largest offer. Okay, he was able to do that with Yamamoto, but the, the Dodgers matched it. What if the Dodgers say, hey, you want to come over here? Because the Dodgers ownership group, they don't care. They they renovated Dodger Stadium. Um, they have all this deferred money, and they're they know they're going to make money hand over fist with Otani, and they already sell out every game. They have the highest attendance. In baseball, so what do you think about the Mets and the Yankees? I think the Yankees are not what you know. The Yankees have an identity crisis right now. They're trying to get Marcus Stroman. Yeah, you're not above bringing in Marcus Stroman. It doesn't matter what he says because you're not the Yankees that you weren't you once were. It's been a decade and a half since you've been to a World Series. And the Mets, I don't know who they're fooling. Just because you have the richest owner in the sport doesn't mean you can just get everyone. You weren't able to keep Degrom. You might not be able to keep
4: Pete Alonzo. You know, that that's the thing about Alonso. I can't believe we're even discussing that. But I talked to a lot of baseball writers during the season about Otani. I said, Is it true is it possible that he comes to the East Coast? And they all said he is not coming east. I don't care what the people put in the paper, he they O'Tani is not coming to the Mets, he's not coming to the Yankees, he's a West Coast guy, and that's exactly what happened. But the the problem is is after what happened with Buck when he got you know in a good season, okay, they lost in the in the playoffs, great. You're supposed to build on that, not tear it all down. Right and I, I it, it's it's when I look at the Yankees, and I don't, see, I don't hate the Yankees. I, I mean, I'd love to see the Mets and the Yankees in the World Series every year just because that would be great for New York. But you still have Stanton on that on that team. And when does he get hurt? May? June? I mean, he can't play the field. I mean, it's it's no longer a 5-2 player. He you, you can't run. He can't field. He can't hit. He can't throw. He can get hit for home runs. Okay, but that's a 1-2 player worth, what, thirteen million, $14 million a year? If, 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 if Cashman... Knew what he was doing at this point, and Steinbrenner said, "Get rid of him. I don't care. I'm on the hook anyway. Get rid of him. I have to open up the DA so everybody gets to play. When 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 Judge gets hurt, then what happens to Stanton? He's going to play right field."
3: No, I mean it sucks. So I mean, uh, Stanton's contract. The Miami Marlins, their group, when they made that contract, uh, they got out of baseball after that. Um, Stanton's owed so much money over. $20 and they say he's working out. He's going to be leaner. He's going to be in shape this year. He couldn't even run. He couldn't go second to home. Um, The thing about Stanton, now that they did get Juan Soto, we expect him in right field, Um, Verdugo in left field, judge in center, uh, the young kid to come up, Jason Dominguez. He's going to be a DH, maybe play a little bit of right field, I think they got to figure out a way to get his money off the books next year if they plan on retaining Juan Soto. Because, yeah, like you said, it's like with this guy, even Cashman speaking on it, he's speaking at the GM meeting saying it's part of his game to get hurt. Like, we're anticipating <laughs> him being hurt yep. this season. And then Joel Wolf, who represents Yamamoto, took that personally. So you should have known right there Yamamoto wasn't signing with the Yankees. Um it's it's a mess, man, and I, I I know that there's a luxury tax, and uh, people want to talk about Hal Steinbrenner and the money that he spends, and uh, the Yankees put a twenty five million dollar patch on the jersey, but like that's what I'm saying. The Yankees aren't what they used to be, nope. and I don't know who we think the Mets are because they got a new owner. They've changed course. The philosophy has completely changed. Let's stop talking about the Mets and the Yankees because right now the Knicks are back. Did you expect that? Did you see that coming?
4: No, and you know I'm not I'm not jumping on the bandwagon yet because I always like to see 20 games, and even though we're right around 20 games, I need to see 20 games with the new guy because with, without M- Mitchell Robinson, I thought I, for some reason, I, he's a triple-double, I mean, he's a double-double machine, but he just gets all his points on dunks and lobs, and you would think after this this long in the, in the season or in his career, he'd have a jump shot of some sort. But yeah, now develop he's out some the- kind of offensive
3: game. Yep. Mitchell yeah. uh, Mitchell Robinson, we got the news today. He's going to try and work his way back this season, and they're not going to get that exemption. That'll be great for the Knicks.
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that would be a nice push at the end if he can come back healthy. I mean, they, but as long as Boston stays healthy, nobody's beating them. That Porzingis addition, and then White in the starting rotation. I mean, that, that's if they're if they're healthy. I mean, look, they they just lost by what, a couple of points to uh to the other day, and Tatum didn't play. So I want to see them all. I want to see teams playing together. And then see what happens. Philly, you know they're they're good, but they'll they're not going anywhere. And Cleveland and Milwaukee, I think they've seen their their pass. And if the Knicks are going to do anything, they're going to have to figure out how to get past Philly, which they did recently. But I just think Boston is too much. TP, you're the man. Great to hear your
3: voice. I know somebody out there that was used to hearing you at night is smiling right now. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate no you.
4: Problem.
3: Anytime. You take care of yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Tony Page on KM to AM and Friends. We got to take a break. 87-7, 33 7, 66, 66. You know what we're talking about. Call me up and we'll continue right after this. Let's keep rocking. Keith McPherson on the fan, KM to AM. One out of four friends that will join me tonight, Tony Page just checked in. So if you're just tuning in. Rewind in the free Odyssey app. If you can, I know. Sometimes I try to rewind. It's an advertisement. It's a, you try and press that little button for 15 seconds and technology. <laughs> There's always difficulties, tech difficulties dealing with tech. But maybe you're just listening live on the radio, so you caught that. Uh you know me. Or maybe you don't know me, but I just got a ton of respect for the guys that have paid paved the way. I had a good conversation with Tony right after the new year and uh, wanted to bring him back in. So, uh, you know, and you guys here, Tony, he can he can still talk it. He still got his opinions and his thoughts on the Mets, the Yankees, and uh, everything else. So I, I thought that was cool. Um, coming up next, Anthony Recker, Mets fans, you know him. If you watch MLB Network, you know him. And um, he had a little bit of a back and forth about Alec Manoa last year that Marcus Stroman jumped in, and then I jumped in on Twitter the Elon Musk machine, which is fake life. Nothing matters on there. You know, people make way too much uh, about that stuff. It, it's it's fake. It's, it's internet. Um, but Rec will join us to talk about Stroman, but more importantly to talk about the Mets and, and what's going on in, in a little bit. Um, speaking of what's going on in a little bit, Mike Garofolo just put out there, the Chargers blocked the New York Giants' request to interview special teams coordinator Ryan Ficken, sources say. So while the Chargers works, work, toward finding its next head coach they clearly still hope Ficken is a part of their next coaching staff so you know that's why I, I i talk about how everything is a competition right the draft is a competition free agency is a competition even now that we're in the off season and you're trying to find guys and replace guys and people are talking about oh well i don't want wink to go to the eagles they knew that potentially could happen and you know, as you're um, you're saying bye to McGahee and you're trying to find a special teams guy and you want to put out requests, the other teams don't have to allow that. So uh, we're in that part of the NFL season as we await the playoffs. Playoffs, can't wait for the playoffs. Evan, you better not have put the jinx on them Cowboys. You, better, you couldn't even get out the how about them Cowboys. Right, but I was happy to see Evan uh, said he's he's rooting for the Dallas Cowboys. It has been too long. It has been too long. and Speaking of Evan, I just saw Evan tweet out about tomorrow, um, WFAN airing exclusively on 660 AM at 2 PM and we'll honor the occasion with special throwback Thursday, complete with legendary guests and sounds of the old days because the Brooklyn Nets are in Paris. N words in Paris. The N word is Nets. Come on, guys. Jack is in Rockaway, Queens. Rock, What's rock. up, Jack? You're on the fan. Just turn your radio down a little bit.
2: How you doing, Keith? Uh, Happy New Year. Love the show. And um, I'm a big fan of your show. I was your first caller after your sister when you got the show. I, I remember, you I remember of... that voice because my
3: sister <laughs> clipped that. Yeah, that was a special time. Thank you, man. <laughs> I,
2: I usually call you about the Nets, and I haven't called in a while. I, I have an eight-month-old boy, uh, eight-month son. Now I'm with my daughter. She's 13 and a half. But uh, we're, we're driving to go get some chicken right now. But um, good, awesome. Aside the point, so I'm not sure to one, one reason I'm not sure to. I wanted to ask you because I'm not sure to, make, to to put my son through being a Nets fan. That's one. Uh, I'm an older guy. I'm, I'll be 49 in June, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I,
3: I, I haven't it. bought any nets gear for my son. He's got Yankees stuff. No, no, no nets stuff. No Dallas Cowboys stuff. I'm not putting that misery on him. The Yankees oh, is just yeah, like yeah, I obvious, but I, I just. I, <laughs> Especially with these young kids, right? I took a call last week, I think it was Tom, who said he was going to the Nets game because his son was an Oklahoma City fan. I'm like, there are young Oklahoma City fans in New York? Like, How, do you, <laughs> how
2: does that happen? Yeah, because uh, the
3: NBA is like that, right? He might just be, his son might just like SGA. He might like Chet uh, Holmgren.
2: I'm confused also with the, with the direction of the Nets. I haven't called them in a while because kind of, this is the first year in a long time that I'm almost like, Disinterested because I, I, the only teams I root against for is the Nets and anybody playing Phoenix, uh, Clippers or or, uh, or Dallas. I'm, I'm not I'm petty like that, but I, I just I can't get over what happened with the Big Three. I can't get over that that uh, Marks didn't put a coach. It was like you know having a company and putting the uh, the the owner's son who never did anything. Like you put putting guards these three guys in there. Irresponsible. And, uh,
3: irresponsible all of it was irresponsible jack the the ben simmons i've been retweeting on talking nets and my own account i i said from the beginning you do not help philadelphia talking about hating on other teams i hate on the sixers all day the celtics the bucks like you do not help the sixers by taking that big baby ben simmons and bringing him here and taking on that massive
2: contract I I don't think it's I I don't think it's physical, Keith. I think it's I think it's a partial of both. And and I just what blows me away on this one: how did the Clippers a year later get a better on 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 a holding out Harden? How did they get a better package, an unprotected pick from the Clippers? And we got a a top eight protected. Got a better GM.
3: Simple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, Daryl Morey was able to literally bully Sean Marks into saying, no, I, I want James Harden. And look, look at what yes. James Harden did. Daryl Morey is a liar. I'll never play for a team and force his way to the Clippers. This is the last thing I'll say because we we're we up against a break. Uh, let's okay. just try to enjoy the Nets game in Paris. They are dysfunctional. Disjointed and disconnect disconnected from the owner down, to the GM I, I, I hope they, to the coach. They they hired the wrong coach, the same coach that right. got swept out of the bubble. That they put Steve Nash in front of. Yeah, they made him the guy. They should have just went ahead and got Ime Udoka. But word is that, um, you know, they were blocked from doing that. They have a yeah, bunch of different pieces on this team that don't fit from the trades with Katie and Kyrie. We were fooled in the beginning of the season thinking hey they might be all right. They're trash.
2: Strip it down. We're worried about Houston's pick. We didn't care when we when we gave Boston. Two top picks. Now we're worried about Houston. they that's, they got a strip it time. That's, that's what we, we do. And we should have got two number one picks from the Lakers for, for, for Kyrie. Because, again, it's not about basketball. We didn't want him to go where he wanted. Exactly. Those picks will be great. We're going to get a Dallas pick, one pick from Dallas, who has a generational stall at 24 years old. So and, and a team that wins 50 years, like 50 games, like 20 years in a row. I'd much rather those Lakers picks. and. But we deal with it. Thanks for the thanks for taking my call and uh, uh, appreciate you showing. Appreciate
3: you, Jack. Thanks for the call. Let's take this break. We'll hit you with the update. Keep McPherson on the fan roll until 12 a.m.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.